Welcome to Aunt Blanche's Story Corner. If you've been here recently, you know that I've been visiting with that kind old gentleman rabbit, Uncle Wiggily. Most recently, he'd found his way to an adventure in Wonderland and was meeting a lot of interesting characters, including Alice of Wonderland. I tell you what, I think we'll just leave him there in Wonderland for a while so that we can share some other stories. When I started looking for some different stories to share with you, I came across an English fairy tale that I remembered from my childhood, and I thought it was the funniest story. I'd like to share that with you today. It's the story of the three sillies, and the author is unknown. Okay, listening device, those things on either side of your head, and mind's eye, your imagination, ready to go? Then here we go to meet the three sillies. Once upon a time, there was a farmer and his wife who had one daughter, and she was courted by a gentleman. Every evening, he used to come see her and stop to dinner at the farmhouse, and the daughter used to be sent down to the cellar to draw the ale for supper. So one evening she had gone down to draw the ale, and she happened to look up at the ceiling while she was drawing, and she saw a mallet stuck in one of the beams. It must have been there a long, long time, but somehow or other she'd never noticed it before, and she began a-thinking, and she thought it was very dangerous to have that mallet there, for she said to herself, Suppose him and me was to be married, and we was to have a son, and he was to grow up to be a man, and come down into the cellar to draw the ale, like I'm doing now, and the mallet was to fall on his head and kill him. What a dreadful thing it would be. And she put down the candle and the jug, and set herself down and began a-crying. Well, They began to wonder upstairs how it was taking her so long to draw the ale, and her mother went down to see after her, and she found her sitting on the settle crying, and the ale running all over the floor. Why, whatever is the matter, said her mother. Oh, mother, she said, look at that horrid mallet. Suppose we was to be married and was to have a son, and he was to grow up and was to come down to the cellar to draw them ale, and the mallet was to fall on his head and kill him. What a dreadful thing that would be. Dear, dear, what a dreadful thing it would be, said the mother. And she sat down aside of the daughter and started a-crying, too. Then after a bit, the father began to wonder that they didn't come back. And he went down into the cellar to look after them himself. And there they, too, sat a-crying, and the ale running all over the floor. "'Whatever is the matter?' he said." Why, says the mother, look at that horrid mallet. Just suppose if our daughter and her sweetheart was to be married and was to have a son and he was to grow up and was to come down to the cellar to draw the ale and the mallet was to fall on his head and kill him. What a dreadful thing it would be. Dear, 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 so it would, 
said the father, and he sat himself down aside the other two and started a-crying. Now the gentleman got tired of stopping in the kitchen by himself, and at last he went down into the cellar, too, to see what they were after. And there they sat a-crying side by side, and the ale running all over the floor, and he ran straight and turned the tap. Then he said, Whatever are you three doing, sitting there crying and letting the ale run all over the floor? Oh, says the father, look at that horrid mallet. Suppose you and our daughter was to be married and was to have a son and he was to grow up and was to come down the cellar and draw the beer and the mallet was to fall on his head and kill him. And they all started a-crying worse than before. But the gentleman burst out a-laughing and reached up and pulled out the mallet. And then he said, I've traveled many miles, and I've never met three such big sillies as you three before. And now I shall start out on my travels again. And when I can find three bigger sillies than you three, then I'll come back and marry your daughter. So he wished them goodbye and started off on his travels and left them all crying because the girl had lost her sweetheart. Well, he set out, and he traveled a long way, and at last he came to a woman's cottage that had some grass growing on the roof. And the woman was trying to get her cow to go up a ladder to the grass, and the poor thing durst not go. So the gentleman asked the woman what she was doing. Why, looky, she said, look at all the beautiful grass. I'm going to get the cow on the roof to eat it. She'll be quite safe, for I shall tie a rope around her neck and pass it down the chimney and tie it to my waist as I go about the house, so she can't fall off without my knowing it. Oh, you poor silly, said the gentleman. You should cut the grass and throw it down to the cow. But the woman thought it was easier to get the cow up the ladder than to get the grass down. So she pushed her and coaxed her and got her up and tied a string around her neck and passed it down the chimney and fastened it to her own waist. And then the gentleman went on his way. But he hadn't gone far when he saw the cow tumbled off the roof and hung by the string tied round her neck. And the weight of the cow, tied to her wrist, pulled the woman up the chimney, and she stuck there fast halfway and was smothered in the soot. Well, that was one big silly. And the gentleman went on, and he went to an inn to stop the night. And they were so full at the end that they had to put him in a double-bedded room, and another traveler was to sleep in the other bed. The other man was a very pleasant fellow, and they got very friendly together. But in the morning, when they both got up, the gentleman was surprised to see the other hang his trousers on the knob of the chest of drawers and run across the room and try to jump into them. And he tried over and over again and couldn't manage it. And the gentleman wondered whatever he was doing it for. 
At last he stopped and wiped his face with his handkerchief. Oh, dear, he says. I do think trousers are the most awkwardest kind of clothes that ever were. I can't think who could have invented such things. It takes me the best part of an hour to get into mine every morning, and I get so hot. How do you manage yours? So the gentleman burst out laughing (laughs) and showed him how to put them on, and he was very much obliged to him. And he said he never would have thought of just putting one leg in at a time. So that was another big silly. Then the gentleman went on his travels again, and he came to a village. And outside the village there was a pond, and around the pond was a crowd of people. And they had got rakes and brooms and pitchforks reaching into the pond. And the gentleman asked what was the matter. Why, they said, matter enough, the moon's tumbled into the pond and we can't rake her out anyhow. So the gentleman burst out a laughing and told them to look up into the sky and that it was only the shadow in the water. But they wouldn't listen to him and abuse him shamefully, and he got away as quick as he could. So there was a whole lot of sillies, bigger than the three sillies at home. So the gentleman turned back home again and married the farmer's daughter. And if they didn't live happy forever after, That's nothing to do with you and me. (laughs) Well, those certainly were some silly people, weren't they? I think the daughter and the mother and the father, worrying about the mallet falling, were even sillier than the lady and the cow, the man who tried to jump into his pants, and the people who thought the moon had fallen into the pond. Why? because they were worried about something that might easily happen in the future, but could so easily be taken care of in the present. There's a wonderful passage in the Bible that tells us why we should not worry. I'd like to read that to you now. Reading, Do Not Worry, from God's Word, the Holy Bible, Matthew six twenty three. Through 33. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, 
oh, you of little faith. So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This has been Aunt Blanche reading to you from her story corner. I hope you'll join me again.